Well, welcome to Tea Time with Miss Liz. That's right. Today we are back and we have an incredible guest. I have another mom entrepreneur in the studio with me today, and we will be speaking about gender inequality. There is a big difference. A lot of people are not aware of the difference, and we will be speaking on that today. And my guest today will be bringing a lot of information. So sit back, grab your tea, your coffee, glass of wine, whatever you prefer to drink, and enjoy a cup of tea with us. Join us in and share some comments. But before leaving your comments, please grant StreamYard permission to show your comments if you would like to see your questions come up on screen so Sarah can answer any questions or comments that you may have. Now I'm going to do the disclaimer and then I'm going to do a little intro of my incredible guest, Sarah Chicky, And we're going to talk about gender equality. We're going to talk about chocolate. We're going to talk about mom businesses. We're going to talk about a bunch of things today on Tea Time. So get ready for an incredible strong tea. So please be advised that the, con the content brought forward to you through any Tea Time hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always to bring forth good faith. However, may bring forth dialogue and opinions that are not representative of my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the given time of airing. All Tea Time guests and audience participants are responsible for using their good judgment in taking any action that may relate to the discussion. The content brought forward may include discussions for some where it may be emotionally at risk. It is significant to know that this show is engaging in discussion forms only to offer and inspire awareness and connection and is not a therapeutical advice service. If you have any questions about this disclaimer or the panelist discussion, you may freely contact me, Miss Liz, at bookingmissliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in this show in any aspect, I, Miss Liz, welcome you. Should you decide that this show at this time is not meant for you, I respect that and I will see you in a future show. So thank you all for tuning in today. And I'm going to bring Sarah Chickadee, um, Chickie up. <laughs> Chickadee. So I don't know where the Chickadee came in. The birds are flying. That is okay. We had, my sister and I had teachers that would call us that in elementary school. So it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, when when I first got your bar, I was like, is it chickie or chickadee? Like, I was like, did she forget the D? Like, nope. <laughs> so, Sarah, I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little to the audience and that. And for anybody who would like to know more about Sarah, you can check out Miss Liz's Tea Time page. Her bio is there and all of her links are there as well. And I will be bringing them up as we're discussing today during Tea Time. So, Sarah, share a little bit on who you are. Sure. Um, I... Before becoming a mom, I was an entrepreneur. I was a chef. Straight out of high school, I went to be a chef, and I've had lots of cooking jobs since. Realized I loved pa uh, pastry and baking more than anything else. When I moved to Montreal, I took pastry school, and while I was doing that, I realized how much I liked making chocolate. 
So then I became a chocolatier and started a chocolate business. Um, it's been eight years, not going as well as I would like. But when the pandemic started, I realized how important it was um, to have a mom stuff, like mom-oriented things, because us mom entrepreneurs, it's really hard. It's very, very hard to um, have a small business like my chocolates and then try and sell it. And you're watching your kids and you're going to craft fairs. And so I kind of decided to create a platform for mom entrepreneurs and this is where we're at right now. Well, I like I like the name of your club too, the club Mom Boss. Like yes. Mom is the boss. Like, mom is the boss. <laughs> Even if my kids somehow seem to say, "No, I'm the boss." It's Mom. I like it because it's original, right? It's not something that you every every day hear, you know. And yeah. and you're and and it's a strong statement. Mom is the boss. You know, Mom is in the house. Like, let's get serious here. Mom is in the house. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I did check out your chocolates. Like, so do you do them online? Like, do you have like a factory now? Like, how does uh, that work for your no. chocolates? I'm still doing it from home. Um, it's kind of on pause because what I wanted to do was um, renovate my garage. When we bought the house, we looked for a garage to renovate to make my chocolates in. Um, and so that's kind of how one of the reasons mom boss came along was that I spent days on Google trying to find a mom owned construction company because I wanted oh. to support moms and I couldn't find it. I was pages deep into Google and couldn't find a woman owned construction company in Montreal, let alone a mom owned because it didn't show it. But I wanted to be able to, to convert it so that I could uh, follow the health guidelines because I have an open concept kitchen and my kids are home. And while I can make it on a small scale in order to make it bigger, I have to have more of an industrial feel. So I probably would have to rent a kitchen. So until okay. I get the, the garage converted into a second kitchen that meets the health board standards, I would probably have to go rent one. And at the moment, that's not a feasible plan. So I'm just doing as small scale as I can until I can branch out and grow. So is your chocolates like a dark chocolate field, like with different flavors? Like what kind oh, of chocolates do you make? so much. I started off with bonbons. So yes, they are white chocolate, milk chocolate, and dark chocolate filled with flavors. Um, my most famous one is salted caramel. Um, it's my school's recipe. So it's really, really liquid caramel. It's not that, you know, you bite into it and it's, you can see the bite or, and it's not the kind that you, like caramel where you get, get the line. <laughs> it's, it's all like fully, liquid, right? It's <laughs> liquid. So if you bite into it, it goes down your chin. So, <laughs> so it is a messy chocolate. <laughs> it is a messy chocolate, but I do use a really cool, authentic mold that I bought in Paris on my honeymoon with my husband. We Ooh. went to um, a chocolate museum in Paris. So I bought this. It's really big, and it's the the Moulin Rouge windmill. And it, my my mold went from just a small thing to that became my main mold for salted caramel. So it's a lot of work because it's humongous. You can't fit it in the fridge. Like it's really challenging to work on it. But I can make eighty chocolates all at once. So oh. it works for me. Yeah, <laughs> like that's my day right there. <laughs> There's your eighty caramel bites, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> But I make all kinds of things. I've done white chocolate, lemon curd, and um, milk chocolate. Uh, what is it? Lime. I do a dark chocolate bacon, which took a lot of trials. I learned through Pinterest how to make my own bacon extract. 
similar to like a, a vanilla extract, but you okay. make it yourself. So you basically put vodka in a bottle, like a mason jar, and you cook your bacon, add your bacon and your fat into this jar. And every time you pass it for two weeks, you just shake the bejesus out of it and put it back in the cupboard. And then after your two weeks, you put it in the freezer, your fat goes to the top, all your liquid goes to the bottom. You take all the fat out, strain the pieces of bacon, and now you have bacon flavored vodka, which now you can use in your ganache to actually make bacon flavor. Oh my goodness. Plus, yeah. And I should have had you when I had my bacon tea party years ago. I did a tea party and everybody's like, you're putting bacon with chocolate? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. We love bacon in our house so much that at our wedding, we had a bacon bar. Like it had, there was like five or six different kinds of bacon and like maple candy bacon and lemon pepper bacon. And it was, it was amazing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we love bacon. <laughs> Um, I've also tried um, peanut butter banana, which is a, a real trial and error because I started with actual bananas. Like, you know, when you make banana bread, it's yeah. frozen bananas. Turns out that's too liquidy. Everything goes kind of moldy really fast because it's a lot of liquid. So then I had to find a better way. So I used banana flavoring instead. But the peanut butter part, I had to balance out and figure out, do you like how much do you weigh out and how much do you melt it to mix it into your ganache and oh, all of the, the new flavors and trial and error. So those are my bonbons. And then I branched out and did chocolate bars. So now I do chocolate bars with um, pieces of nuts and uh, dried fruit and things in them on the back. So they're more like... Um, maybe healthier chocolate bars per se. I've tried um, making Pop Rocks lollipops. I'm still not successful at that. It's still a trial and error. Uh, last year, I also tried, um, oh, uh, what is it? Chocolate jewelry boxes. I want to oh. try that again this Christmas. I really want to collaborate with a local jewelry maker and kind of put them together and you can buy a piece of jewelry in a chocolate jewelry box. Now so that is different. It is different. That's what I'm trying to look for. I'm, I I'm trying love to it. be different. I mean, we have so many chocolate businesses in Montreal that it's hard to set yourself apart from all the, the ones. So I'm trying to figure out what works best for me. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? You got to be different because if you start doing what everyone else is doing, everyone's just going to say, well, I, I can get that down the street, right? right? My family still says that, by the way. They're like, oh, but <laughs> the chocolates are so expensive. I could just go to Laura Secord. Yes, but Laura Secord has a big factory in which they make them. So it takes them nothing to make it and it costs them nothing. Yeah. I, me in my kitchen, hand tempering my chocolate on my counter <laughs> rather than like in a machine trying to do it the old school way. And that's why it costs so much is the time it takes to do it. it. Especially the caramel, you can't just like fill it and then close it and you're done. Caramel has to have like a, it's almost like a hard layer on top. Oh, so it's got to set. It's got to set and takes an, like overnight. So it takes two days to make the caramel chocolates. And I do coffee caramel, mango caramel. I really want to try a lychee caramel, but my brain can't make it work yet. <laughs> it's such a... a it's such a subtle taste and trying to figure it out is, how to make that work. It is. It's a really subtle taste. And you have to yeah. really want to have that flavor, right? Yeah. It's so, so you unique, have to make so it. unique that people are not used yeah. to it, right? 
and if somebody bites in, they want to say, oh, that's lychee, not what kind of flavor is this? Let me look at the legends. Like you yeah. want to know what it is. And that's the hardest part about coming up with new flavors is does it match what my brain thinks it's supposed to taste like? Yeah, it's probably the hardest thing about doing it. But I love it. Chocolate is actually my passion. I just can't seem to make very much money doing it. And I stumbled into a way to fulfill my purpose and help other people in their businesses, which will in turn one day come back and help my chocolate business. Well, and that's what it is, right? We have to give a little to get a little and we have to push and and, and that. And that's what I was saying at the beginning of the show is that a lot of people don't understand the struggles of an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and a mompreneur, you know, because we, we still have our families. We still have other things that we're doing. And does the sport, like you just mentioned, like the family, our own families will say, well, I can go to that store and yep. get it, you know, like, so we don't have that support. So we have to keep pushing ourselves in that. Now I want to get into the, the gender equality and the gender inequality, because a lot of people don't know the difference. And I think they need to know the difference. Yeah. So gender equality is when the like men, women, non-binary, um, trans, everybody's equal. There is no discrimination between the two. Men get paid the same as women. Um, everyone else gets, everybody gets paid based on their own merit and their own actual um, attribute, attributes, accomplishments. That's what I wanted to say. To their own accomplishments, to their own resume. Um, gender inequality is when there's a very glaring obviousness of inequality between a male person and a female person or male identifying and female identifying um they're not getting paid the same even though they're doing the same amount of work even though they have the same education level even though they have the same everything they're still getting paid less they're getting less funding they're getting less um opportunities because and specifically when it comes to moms and we get passed over for promotions and things. So I know, much. right? <laughs> She's a mom. No, we won't take her. Like, right. you know? but she'll do all of this, all the little stuff for yeah. us. But yeah, you know, she'll, yeah, she'll make coffee for us. It's okay. <laughs> I actually went to a job interview for a daycare before I had my son, my first son, and they didn't want to hire me because she asked the question, which legally you're not allowed to ask but it was a woman. And so I felt like we were on the same level. Turns out women are sneaky. Um, they will yeah. ask you questions because they feel like there's a kinship, but it's a question they're not supposed to ask. So she asked me, do you think you're going to have kids anytime soon? You just recently got married. And I said, yeah, I mean, I want to have kids. I want to have a family. And she goes, yeah, we don't want to hire you. Find out you get pregnant. And then within a month, you're on preventative leave. So uh, yeah, we, we're not going to go with you. I was passed over for a job because one day I might have children. Wow. <laughs> what is that? Discrimination big time right there. Yeah. Like, wow. It happens all the time in every field. And I like that you brought that up, Sarah, that women are sneaky because we should be sharing and promoting our sisters and encouraging our fellow women mm -hmm. to grow but there's so much sneakiness that will be like, well, I can do better than her. I can do this better. Instead of encouraging one another to grow, there's so much sneakiness behind. And sometimes it's people that we we think that have our backs and then they're really the ones that are yep. sneaking behind our backs and say, no, no, don't do that. Don't, 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 you know? Yep. And I think that has a lot to do with the gender equality as well, because a lot, like you said, the men and the women and all that, right, is the women are against women. 
there are some women that are against women getting ahead and i don't understand it a lot of it also could be um i do notice when it comes to mothers and non-mothers that non-mothers are like well you know i have a life too i don't need to go pick up kids at three o'clock but i have a life which yes they do they have a valid reason to have a life but when you're a parent and you're responsible for another life it kind of trumps it I mean, in my head, maybe not for everybody, because I know that there's big, big arguments over this, and yep. I'm not about to start a fight. Well, Miss Liz does. Miss Liz <laughs> likes to spill the tea because I like bring I like to bring the topics to the table, right? Yeah. If we want to make a difference, we want to make a change. We have to start being vocal about what is actually happening. You know, not all women are supporting women. Not all men are supporting men. You know, we need to really mm -hmm. start bringing a voice to it and saying hey, we're all here to make a difference. And we all bring something different to the table. So give us a chance, you know? Yep, exactly. And just because we look different or we sound different doesn't mean that we, we can't give you what you need. Mm -hmm. You know, trust we in us a little. You we know? even have issues with women with other women in races. Exactly. Um, Muslim women are so discriminated against by other women. And nobody's gotten a chance to even get to know them it's just what exactly. they're wearing that people are judging them by and for what they could be a, the next rocket scientist do we really know that no because other people are judging them based on the way they look on the outside yeah and and i, and I strongly believe that sarah and we we have a lot of people that are judged by the outside not the inside mm -hmm. and i and i tell this to my children all the time and i tell this to my friends you know stop looking at the outside because you'd never know what's going on in the inside. Mm -hmm. You never know what person you're passing by that might make that difference, who might have what you're looking for, but because you're so fast to judge that person, you, you've lost a chance, you yeah. know, you've lost that opportunity. And, and it shows, right? Because like you said, it was a woman that did, did the interview with you. Would you have children? And, and that's like in the future, yeah. Like, you don't That's even know what's going to happen. Like, you, you know, I don't even know if I couldn't have children at that point. <laughs> right. So right away, it was the judgment of, OK, well, in the future, she's planning on doing it. But that doesn't mean that in the future it's going to happen. You yeah, know, and that doesn't mean that I wouldn't have been a great addition to their staff from the point that I was hired until I went on preventative leave. If that so happened. Yeah. We don't know that. Just because someone says, I want to have children doesn't mean they're going to be able to. And then if they're not able to and they go through IVF and that takes years or they go through adoption and the red tape takes so long. I mean, you've just lost out on somebody that could have exponentially grown your company. But yeah. instead you chose not to because one day they might have kids. Yeah. And we, and we no one knows the future, right? No. Like, it, it's really sad. I can try. <laughs> tried a few times and it doesn't work <laughs> so as a mom and being an entrepreneur sir what has what challenge sorry i lost you there oh do we have like a little glitch yep, and a glitch. there we go <laughs> okay. technology is glitching with miss liz again <laughs> they must have not liked the way i spilled my tea two seconds ago <laughs> <laughs> you told secrets you weren't supposed to tell Oh, that censorship, I'm telling you, it, it is, you know, but as a mom, what challenges have you had as an entrepreneur? Time, 
time has been such a big deal with the pandemic and everything. Um, my five-year-old caught COVID and he was home for two weeks. And because my three-year-old is too young to actually get a vaccine, he needs to be home for 10 days for every positive case there is in the house. Yeah. So he was home for 10 days with my five-year-old. And then as soon as my five-year-old was able to go, my husband tested positive. And so my three-year-old was home for another 10 days. Three-year-olds are very, very clingy. I love him so much. But man, I sit down at this laptop in my, literally, this is a closet. It's my front hall closet. <laughs> I'm, in closet. My, I'm in a closet. That's, that's my office. And he comes over here and he's like, mama, I want to watch Paw Patrol. So I put on Paw Patrol. One episode later, no, that's not what I want to watch. I want to watch something else. I want a snack. I want, dear Lord, child, I need to work. Like, can you let me work? It's it's stressful. It's hard. You can't do meetings. All my Zoom calls have to be rescheduled because I can't be guaranteed what's going to happen. My husband works for someone else. So he's like, he's got to work. As an entrepreneur, yeah. I have availability, which it's good and bad. Bad when you've got kids home. Good because I can rearrange my schedule whenever I want. And I can say, okay, like um, my three-year-old's birthday is on Saturday. Tomorrow, I'm cleaning the house and decorating for his birthday. I'm not going to be doing work. But that gives me the flexibility as an entrepreneur to make my hours and change things around and be there for my children, which is one of the biggest, um, biggest things that many of the mompreneurs say. It's freedom of time. We have so much availability. We're busy beyond belief, yeah. but we can move things around to accommodate our families. Well, and, and, and for the listeners that are listening now and that will listen to the replay, there's many people that might be listening that might not understand what an entrepreneur is. So that's why, I, that's why I'm spilling Sarah's tea of the mom <laughs> entrepreneur and why we're doing what we do and, and is flexible. But at times it can be stressful as well because we say, okay, well, we're going to do it at this time. And then boom, something else happens. And then we're like, mm -hmm. okay, well, we'll do it this time. You know, so an entrepreneur's life is really stressful. And people say it's not. It, if you're not stressed and you're an <laughs> entrepreneur, you're not working. <laughs> uh, when you have to work before the kids are home, after the kids go to bed, trying to balance out, whether it's whether you're a mompreneur or an entrepreneur, you take on so many tasks and yes, you can rearrange your schedule, but that time has to be made up somewhere. And lots of people stay up till 2 a.m. in the morning working on their stuff because they have orders and they have to do them. So, I mean, entrepreneur life, while you get to pursue your passion as your your career, you also have a lot of pitfalls because you're, you're not nine to five. You're all over the place. You work on you weekends, are. you work on holidays, you work at night, you work in the morning. It's all over the place. It is. And a lot of people will say, rest up. Well, you know what? <laughs> we we get it done when we can get it done. Because that's what an entrepreneur does is they find and they fill the spots where they have empty spots. You know, and it's yeah. like you said, Sarah, it's, it's not a nine to five job. You know, no. we are working those late nights. We are getting those calls and those rejections and saying, no, not this way. No, not that way. There's a lot of a lot of stuff that people don't see with entrepreneur lifestyle, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I really wanted to get into that with your tea today is the stresses and the inequalities and the chocolates and the mom, like this woman is incredible. I'm too much. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm doing way too much. I got two businesses. I have, an, I already have an idea for a third, but I'm not ready for it. Um, 
I'm doing all of this. I've learned that I'm pretty good at content creation. So I'm like, should I start taking courses on that? Wait, no, hold on. Too much. I'm t- yeah. adding too much to my plate. Go back. Plus, well, I'm that's also- it, right? We keep uh, adding. Yeah, all the Be- time. Because our mind is always full of stuff. An entrepreneur's mindset is full of, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. Oh, let me try this. Let me try that. And sometimes we overwhelm ourselves and then we burn out. And you'll, yeah. you'll hear that a lot with entrepreneurs' lifestyles that they burn out a lot because they've tried so much at once yeah. and it's the branching. Like I've learned my, for myself is you have to learn when to branch and when not to branch, yes. you know, when to do that and not to do that. So it's a lot of adjusting, a lot of framework and that. So I want to get into the L- club mum boss. How <laughs> yes. did that come about and what exactly do you do with your club boss? Okay. So um, I call it the club mom boss because um, I was coming up with different ways of using the word networking. So I was like, what are the other words? People use hub and they use um, so many things. And I thought, okay, club works. And then I had to ask my husband because I live in Quebec and we have language laws. So I was like, so how do I do this? Mom boss, if it's one word, I'm like, it, technically it's supposed to be one word. Um, is it does it fall under the category? And my husband's like, technically that's not a word. Great. If it's not a word, it follows the law, but I couldn't say club uh, mom boss because it doesn't follow the French. So I needed le club because we have Costco here is le entrepôt Costco. And um, what is it? Starbucks is le cafe Starbucks. We can't just call it the English name because we have French language laws. So le club worked out for me. And club is the same in French and English. So I was like, okay. Then I took a uh, legal course on building your your name. And um, your first word has to be your French qualifier. So Le Club followed that. And I was able to register my business in Quebec because it has to follow that law. So that took a while. I literally, we're driving around the city and I'm asking my husband all sorts of questions and I've got like a Google Keep <laughs> note of all the potential names for this. Check, nope, check. <laughs> but I realized for all the craft fairs that I went to trying to sell my chocolate and um, God, I've been to a bunch. I met a lot of women who also do their craft and at the time i wasn't pregnant but they had their kids with them and their kids are running around there's like tables everywhere and the kids are just having a blast and they're like i had to bring my kids it's a weekend like i don't know what i was gonna do so bringing my kids and i realized there's a lot of moms that do sewing and god there was somebody who did soaps and someone who did crocheting and puppets and like we had lots of things at that craft fair that i did and they don't have a directory like there's i mean granted i made a directory when everybody else was making a directory because we all came up to the same conclusion in the beginning of the pandemic that nobody's really here for us unfortunately i don't have a team so mine did not grow as fast as other companies yeah. but mine's different it's kind of convenient that it took so long to get here because i was able to pivot a bunch of times to decide what it is that i wanted to do and mine is less about money since i'm not making any right now but it's more heart-centered because I feel for these moms, it is hard to do your business, whether you're making jewelry and your kids won't leave you alone and your eyes have to be able to look at those little tiny beads and you're so tired you can't even see them. 
or for me making chocolate saying, no, you cannot be in the room. I cannot have your germs. I've sanitized everything in this room. Get away. (laughs) (laughs) Just my little corner. (laughs) And when I started doing it, when my first son was born, I would have to do it in between naps. So I'd put him down for a nap and hope to God he sleeps for an hour. And if he only slept for half an hour, I'd have to put him in front of the TV and go, I got to finish this work. I've got things to do. It's really hard to be a mom entrepreneur. And I, because I met so many people, I thought, how can I leverage these people that I've met over the years and help them, but also find a way to help me? And originally, I thought it was going to be passive income. Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) I thought if you do a directory and you charge memberships, like that's passive income. Nope, 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 nope. People need to know who you are and what you do before they trust you. So I'm two years into this, just basically putting myself out there and letting people know who I am and what I do. And I chose to list 100 businesses for free, for free, um, with the VIP package, which is the best that I can offer anybody um, alone. So we're not really getting all of the, the needs met right now because I'm doing all the jobs by myself. But I figure it's proof of concept. So when I go to ask for money to grow the business, there's proof that at least 100 people believe that my business is worthy enough that they signed up for it. And that should be enough for some kind of investor, angel investor, lender, somebody to give me money so that I can hire on the people to do some of the work so we can grow. And then hopefully we go from Canada to North America to the entire world. But right now we're just Canada and we're, we're a lot in Quebec because uh, people here, I tend to meet them a lot with all the, the different uh, workshops I do and webinars I attend. I meet a lot of the Montreal ones. So I have way more Quebec entrepreneurs listed than everywhere else. But we do have somebody in Northwest Territories. I have somebody in Vancouver. I'm trying to get everybody in Canada because <laughs> I do at this age. I'm 41 this year. At this age, most of my friends who are entrepreneurs are also parents. Like, this is this is just the age. So how do I help them yeah. for free at this point um, so that eventually I can help myself and helping them helps me, which somehow the purpose just happened one day. I was meditating and the idea came in and I was like, can this can I do this? Can this work? My <laughs> husband was so dubious. You, you don't even know. <laughs> He was playing a video game and I come downstairs to talk to him and I'm like, I've got this great idea. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> Where am I going? <laughs> he's like, I'm like, it's going to work. And I'm on mat leave at this point. So it like really any idea I have is just busy work because I'm trying to keep the baby alive. And so he's trying to, to understand what I'm trying to do. And I'm like, it's going to be a directory for mom entrepreneurs. He's like, <laughs> okay, you've never done this? And I'm like, no, I've never done anything computer-wise. I've been a chef most of my life. I don't know how to do this. And yet I did. I took so many webinars, including one that solidified what I was going to do, which was using your values, voice, and vision to create your business. And I had to go through and find out what my Myers-Briggs was and then find out what my superpower was, which turns out it's cooperation. Every webinar I took said, this is the right idea. This is the right thing. Every person I talked to was like, nope, this is going to happen. I got a tarot reading the first summer I decided to do it. And she was like, whatever this idea you've got going, 
it's going to succeed. You're divinely guided. And I was like, I have to be, I have to do this. It can honestly help thousands of women across Canada and the world if I do it right. Yeah. I just don't really know how to do it right. So I'm making a whole bunch of mistakes trying to figure out how to do it. <laughs> but that's right. how we learn, right? If we don't try, and, and I and I like the I like how much information you're giving to the view viewers and listeners out there because entrepreneurship is an ideal. It, we have this ideal that comes to our mind. Nobody else gets that ideal. Mm -hmm. And we just push it. And like you said, like your husband's like, oh, whoa, what, what's going on here? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. when I said I wanted to make a difference with a cup of tea, I got, well, are you crazy? Like, are you, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really? You're going to change the world with tea? Yes, I am. Because tea is going to open, open the dialogue of conversation. Mm -hmm. And you're doing the same thing with moms. And it's like you said, you have to build. Yes, you're not, we're not making money, but we're building our platforms. We're building collaboration. We're building relationships in order to make that money. And mm -hmm. that's what a true entrepreneur does. Yep. They don't just come in and say, give me money. I, you know, uh, we really need to start building these collaborations and these relationships. It's mm -hmm. really important. And a lot of people are just out there. Okay. I can do this for 10 days. Give me, give me. Give me $8,000 and I can heal you in 10 days. No, you can't heal me in 10 days. No. And <laughs> I'm yes. a real mess. I'm a broken cup of tea. I'm sorry. You ain't fixing me in 10 days, maybe 10 years, but not 10 days. Yeah. Actually, there's something I learned from my calm meditations. Um, one of the, the days they did it was broken things are the best because when you put them together, while they still resemble the whole thing, those little cracks remind you of all the troubles you've gone through to get to where you are to make yourself whole again. Exactly. And that's what a beautiful masterpiece is. That's what a puzzle is. We're putting pieces together that have all been been broken, you know, and I like that you say, Sarah, that you fail a lot because a lot of people are scared <laughs> of failure. You know, if we don't fail, we're not trying. We're honestly, if we're winning, 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 we're doing something wrong. We're not yes. being authentic. We're not being ourselves. You know, uh, we really need to start showing that we do fall and that mm -hmm. we do struggle and we do cry and we do get frustrated, you know, and we're just like, why is it not working? Mm -hmm. You know, and we know it can. And I'm so happy that you got a hundred women out there because that's what we need to do. You're showing the viewers and listeners right now that if you support one another, you can get that growth as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so for all the listeners that are listening now and that will watch the replay later, if you'd like to know more about Sarah Chicky, check out the, her bio on Miss Liz's Tea Time Facebook page and connect with her and see how you can help. As she's got a hundred people that believe in her. Well, so right now we've got 42, but well, she's getting there, right? Getting more <laughs> so if you do happen to own a business and you're a Canadian mom, send me a message. You can be listed for free. And the best part, which I know that none of my competitors have, I am grandmothering all hundred businesses. So oh. even if I sell my company to someone else, it will be in the contract that these people will stay free for as long as you want to be listed on the site. That is something I know no one's doing, but it's a weird passion thing that I feel like I need to do for these people who are going through this journey with me as I learn what works and what doesn't. It's not, I mean, I don't know what algorithms mean and what does what, but you're like, we like, what is that now? Like, oh, I got to do this. Now. Like, <laughs> like, right. 
it's when reels came out i was like so now i like, i was happy reels came out because i was starting on the tiktok journey like every other mom in the pandemic by the yep. way everybody was like let's go to tiktok because we're all home might as well do it and then instagram didn't have it and i was like well if instagram had that i'd leave tiktok now instagram has it but now my tiktok is just for fun kind of like michael buble's tiktok which you yeah. should check out because he's awesome but <laughs> he's really funny but um his tiktok is just fun and i yeah. i want to do that with my tiktok and be less about the business i do yeah. some about the business because it's a separate you know market there but i would rather be fun and i do yeah. really like trying to figure out what to do and i love being vulnerable it sucks i i listen to a lot of Brene brown <laughs> Like a lot of Brene Brown. Yeah, she's I good. She's awesome. I did the Dare to Be Dare, uh, uh, the program she had there. Lead uh, to Dare. Yeah. 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 I haven't done any of her programs, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts as I cook and, and do all sorts of other, you know, yeah. regular boring stuff. <laughs> but um, it shows me that I need to be more vulnerable. I need yeah. to show people that it's not just about making six, seven figures like the coaches are telling you to do. Um, and it's not just a mindset thing, by the way. I've been told a lot by coaches when I started doing this, it, you've got to change your mindset. mindset yeah, I get that my mindset, I know. My mindset wasn't about the business. I had to go inward. I had to heal me. And I'm still working on healing me. It's taking a long time to feel. Everyone's like, you got to have confidence. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> My confidence. Yeah, I'm not faking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a chocolate caramel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't fake anything. And so I show my vulnerable side. And then one of my first TikTok videos was my postpartum depression kicking in and, and a panic attack and going, for those of you who don't think mental health is real, like, holy bananas. And because that's what happened at the beginning of the pandemic was mental health became a big deal. People were like, I can't handle being alone or I can't handle being around my kids all the time or I can't handle not being social. And there was just so much. And I was in the postpartum depression phase. I got it twice. And it was just awful. I had panic attacks constantly and I wanted to show what it's like. And I told my therapist in the beginning, my platform is mom entrepreneurs, mental health and black lives matter. And she was like, that's, that's a lot. And I was like, I know, but they're all kind of intertwined for they me. Are. They're very intertwined for me. I mean, I'm teaching my kids about equality not just gender equality, but racial equality, because while I'm a light-skinned Black person, I have family that's dark-skinned, and they get racially profiled. And I want my children to know not only could they have brown-skinned children because my mother is Black, but that they should treat people not colorblind. I hated that whole all lives matter colorblind crap. But this whole we are one and we should stand up with each other and when it comes to women we should stand up with each other it doesn't yep. matter what our race is it doesn't matter what our religion is or our sexual preference we should stand up with each other so i teach my kids that and that kind of becomes part of my platform and mental health i've had lots of very not so good thoughts about myself and my children recently i just switched my antidepressants because i wanted to take a screwdriver and just i was having a really bad time being a parent it was really overwhelming and the thoughts kept coming in obviously i didn't do it but intrusive thoughts are intrusive thoughts yeah so 
I still, I was like, maybe this antidepressant isn't for me. Sometimes you have to try five or six ones before. It's not always the first one you try that works. And hormones and all that other stuff. So I was like, let's add that in. And so for Facebook, I've done videos where I've just sat here in my little office and cried. And then went, you know what? This is a good opportunity. Let me film this because I want people to know that I'm there for them. Yeah. I want to know that they're there for me when I need it, which surprisingly enough, people that I've known since kindergarten that I did not think were following me showed up and sent me messages and said, Hey, I'm here for you. And I was like, I didn't even know you checked out my stuff. Like you just, you just never know who you're impacting. Right. No. And, and you don't know who's watching and who is saying, you know what? Thank you for crying today. Cause you gave me the power to cry. It's almost like people need the okay to do stuff. They do. I you know, do. <laughs> you know, if I want to cry, oh, can I please cry? Like, I really need to cry. Yeah. You know, and they see someone crying and it gives them that power to cry, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like you, my TikTok is my my relaxed time. Like, that's where <laughs> I have my my chats with my son. We kind of just shoot shoot the shoot the crap, you know? Yeah. But that's my downtime. My TikTok is there. But I do do some of my tea time promotion stuff there, my books and everything. But TikTok is more of a, a community time of relaxation where yeah. moms really connect and support one another. I've seen a lot yeah. of that. A lot of moms are sharing themselves and sharing the mental health. TikTok is really big on mental health awareness. If anyone is not on TikTok, if you're suffering with mental health, I strongly there are suggest so that you pockets. check it out. You have to be yeah. careful though, because TikTok has a very specific algorithm. I learned exactly, yeah, that... to only like and save the things that fit my algorithm. Because if you yeah. like and save everything or comment on everything, you're going to get everybody. And there's just, I wanted to only see in my feed things that were going to be helpful for me. So that align I, with you. Yeah. Yes. So I stuck yes. to my guns. My yeah. what, my sister didn't, and she's like, "Why are teenagers seeing my stuff?" And I'm like, "Because you're liking, <laughs> you're liking everything. everything." So the algorithm is throwing everything at you. I am very specific on who I see. So I've been seeing a lot of mental health things, and yeah. it really helps because we all go through low times, and we all really need some kind of connection, even if it's only a 30 second connection that says, Hey, how are you doing today? Yeah. The how are you doing today's in the beginning got me the moment someone said, okay, I just want to talk to the women. And they're like, periods, periods, periods. So that the men keep scrolling. <laughs> and then they're like, how are you doing today? Really? And I just bawled my eyes out. I've got so many videos where somebody did that whole, I'm stronger, I can get through it. And I was like, but I'm not strong. I feel like Louisa, I'm weak. It was just... Yeah, but it really opened my eyes to the fact that TikTok is way better for personal than Instagram. Instagram is fantastic for business. It's way better than TikTok for business. But TikTok is very, let your heart out. And that's what I really like so much about it. Yeah, I, I, I strongly agree with you, Sarah. Now I want to get in before we wrap up your tea because we're having such a good time here. With our, <laughs> yeah. with just, we're really spilling I'm a likeable. lot, <laughs> a lot of information, and I and I really like the realness because this is what we need. We need realness. We need real teas out there that are actually sharing their journey and saying, you know what, mm-hmm. I fall, pick me up, help me up. You know, support me, connect with me, network. And this is what this tea time is. It's connection. It, we're connecting. We're collaborating. We're joining together. We're supporting one another. 
we're just two ladies that are <laughs> we're passionate, <making> <laughs> right? We're, we're <laughs> off and we're, 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 we're ready to go here, but I want to know what your tea is, Sarah. So if I ask you, what is your tea? What would your tea be? Teaching. I am teaching my children. I am teaching myself. I am teaching my peers. I'm teaching my husband. Not only am I reparenting myself from the trauma that I've been through as a child, as I'm parenting my children, which is probably the thing that we talk about in therapy the most right now is the kindness and amazing qualities that I give to my children and the patience and the interaction I didn't get as a child. So there are some days that I grieve it and my therapist wants me to grieve it because I feel sad that all of these wonderful things I give to my kids are things that I didn't get as a child and I'm facing it now as a parent and it sucks so hard <laughs> to go back in the past and go, why didn't I get sung to sleep every night? And why didn't I get someone that came and hugged me when I had a bad dream? And why didn't I get someone who, when I said one more song, please said, sure. Okay. Like I see the value in it because my kids are only going to be little for so long. Like I, I really like that little cuddly thing I get. I didn't get that as a kid. So I reparent myself and then I parent, I teach my husband because we're learning gentle parenting. We're, we don't spank. We don't do timeouts. We try not to yell. It is really hard to not yell, but we try not to yell because those are all triggers that could cause some sort of internal issue in our children. And we don't want to be the reason they're in therapy at 40. So yeah. I'm trying to teach him on how, because I'm the one who's leading the way with the breaking of the generational chains. And obviously we teach our children compassion. Don't hit, be compassionate to somebody else. Wait your turn. You know, if someone else is hurting, go comfort them and see what's going on. All the normal things we do with our kids are also things we do with our peers. Also things we do with our spouses, our friends, our siblings. We should be teaching everybody how to best be their best selves and to best serve for other people, but themselves. I mean, you don't want to just give. You want to take a little bit, but you don't want to just take. There has to be a fine balance between the two. And it's really hard, but somebody has to teach it. And I guess that turned out to be me. <laughs> and what would your E be for your T? Um, first thing in my mind said effervescent. So <laughs> I love it. I don't know why, but that's what came up in my head. So. But I, I'm an entertaining person. Hey, E for entertaining and effervescent. Um, I'm usually very happy. I try to find the bright thing, side in things. So I really love that. And A, before you even ask, you don't even have to, authenticity. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's taken me a long time to figure out who I am. I, did, I thought I knew in my 20s who I was. I was a people pleaser. It took me a long time to figure out, and I'm still looking for who I am. I mean, yeah. this hair was my way of branching out. And I mean, shaved side, it's a weird thing for my kids to see, but it's my way of trying to figure out who I really am. The outside needs to match the inside. And yeah. it's taken me a long time because, you know, you work for other people. You get told you can't do certain things. You can't wear certain things. You can't act a certain way then who really are you if you spend most of your time trying to fit into a box that other people yeah. are, are putting you into? I'm now outside of the box and trying to find myself. And I like the word authenticity because I like to be authentic. I, If I want to swear, I'm a sweary mom, by the way. Like, 
I'm, I'm, I think we all have it in us. <laughs> no, not everybody, but to the point where I have to say mother trucker. So I don't say anything else. And I've had just like, now I say bananas, but sometimes I will say the S word in front of my kids. And I notice they say, it. And I'm like, that's a grown up word. I'm not going to be like my parents and say, I can say it, but you can't because yeah. it's a whole thing that kids don't understand. So to be able exactly, to say right? adults can say this word, but children cannot. You will get in trouble when you go to school if you say this word. Do not say it. I promise you, you'll be in the principal's office. Yeah. Don't. I used to always say fudgical. And my kids knew, oh, well. I, and then my son would say, oh, well, do I get a fudgical today, mom? Uh, no, you're not. You know, fudgical. Like, fudge no, off. Like, <laughs> oh, I still swear when something happens, if my three-year-old falls off the couch and I wasn't expecting it, I'm like, ah. And I'll say it, and I'm like, no, wait, I wasn't supposed to say it, but it's a knee-jerk reaction, especially yeah. as a chef. We are dirty mouth people in the kitchen, in the back, <laughs> where nobody can see us. We swear so much. It's a really hard habit to break, even when you have kids. So well, I, I like that. I like the name that you brought up, Holy Bananas. Like, I can think of a nice, good <laughs> chocolate with a banana flavor, like Holy Bananas. Yep. Like, every mom needs a Holy Banana. <laughs> Well, if I, my kids are really into pee pee and cacao. So if I said, holy crap, crap would turn into the new one instead of, hey, mama, are you a cuck ahead? I'm like, seriously, seriously, why is that a question? But I, I don't need crap turning into it. So I'm like, bananas, bananas works for me. Holy bananas. <laughs> and I think that'd be an awesome chocolate. Like, it, the banana I don't know flavor, how you like... would do it, though. It almost feels like you would have to have a piece of angel food cake in it like oh. banana ganache and then angel food cake and then cap it off so it's like angel bananas flip it over holy bananas oh now that yeah, sounds see, super it's, yummy this is where my head goes this is the problem with chocolate is i've got all these ideas and i can't afford to buy bricks of chocolate to make all these ideas so. yeah so what message would you like to give to the moms out there that are listening believe in yourself that is whew. I have had so much imposter syndrome. It's crazy. And my burnout and I go like this. I, I, some days I believe in myself. I'm like, I am the coolest person in this room. And then some days I'm like, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm, I'm going to fail so much. Like you have to believe in yourself and you don't have to believe in yourself hundred percent because yeah. we are going to have all, all of us have those days where we're like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. I'm going to fail so hard. I'm going to have to go get a job. Like I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. <laughs> I've actually had to look by the way. Like I was so worried. I was I'm like, going to go pump gas. <laughs> might actually I'm I'm English in the French world so pumping gas might not help me <laughs> but um it really you, belief in yourself there's the uh, thing that it, once you believe it then you will see it I have to write it on my my mirror every time I clean the mirror I have to rewrite it so I can tell myself because manifestation doesn't work unless you believe it and manifestation is very important it's all the positivity you put into what you want in your life whether it's your relationship or your kids or your career or your house or whatever manifestation doesn't work if you don't believe so you have to believe that you can do it you have to believe that there will be help you don't have to do it alone there are people to help i have found people i'm one of the people to help but there are lots of people who can help so believe just it's almost like uh, that whole Tinkerbell thing. Let's clap so we believe. Like, <laughs> believe in yourself. If you have to, I will make a video with just a Tinkerbell coming across. And, says, and I love that you brought Tinkerbell because my cat's name is Tinkerbell. <laughs> See? Synchronicity. Yes. 
you brought it up that people pleasing and the imposter syndrome and the burnouts and that, because we, we're told so much, don't do it this way. Don't do it that way. Didn't this, you know, change your mindset. It's not our mindset. We've it's been through us. a lot, you know, it's trauma. It's like you said, trauma. I know for a fact that my trauma was the reason I was a people pleaser. I wanted, I wanted people to understand that I could make a difference, but because I was told from my trauma and from people from my past, I could never do this. You're, you'll never make anything out of it. Oh, you're crazy. You're serving tea. You know, where we have a lot of similarities, but we have different stories and we're both moms and we're both entrepreneurs and we're both pushing through the struggles. Yep. And we're, and we're telling people every day, believe in yourself because as it doesn't matter how many people believe in us, at the end of the day, if we don't believe in ourselves, we're not going anywhere. Nope. You could be hiding under the covers in the bed, depressed exactly. as all get out because you don't believe that you can do it. And by the way, believing yourself is also believing that what you have to offer, even in a saturated market, is still valuable. Because, man, creating a directory for moms when there's a bunch of already directories for moms it's challenging when people make jewelry and there's already people who make jewelry when people make cupcakes and there's already people who make cupcakes you're in a saturated world but the belief that your business is going to be different is important because so many people are going to say like you said you got to do it this way you got to do it this yeah. way there's even on instagram these are the ways to grow your business and these are the ways to do your stuff <laughs> and it doesn't work for everybody but you have no. to believe that your unique approach has value in this world and you will be able to succeed. So before we close up your tea time, Sarah, I want you to put a call out for what you're looking for, for your business, how people can reach you and all of that as well. I've been putting up as we've been discussing your LinkedIn and your Instagram and your websites. So anybody who is watching the visual tea time, you can see all of that. Now in the audio, you will see that all in the description. You will find all of Sarah's information in the description boxes. So for the audio stations, check <laughs> descriptions for all of my guests. You can connect with them still. You might not see us on video, but you'll hear us and you can get the information needed. So Sarah, if you'd like to put a last call out for what you're needing and how you're doing it, and then we're going to wrap up this tea time and I will get into the next guest that will be coming up on the 28th of April. Okay. So I need mom entrepreneurs or non-binary parent entrepreneurs. I've pivoted to help them because there's a lot going on um, and they also need help. And so I'm, might not be my main focus, but it's, it's coming in the family. We're bringing it all in. Um, so we have about 42 businesses listed. I'm looking for 100 businesses. So we've got a little less than 60 businesses to list. So if you are interested, you can go to my Instagram and my link is in the bio for that. Or you can go to straight to the website at www.leclubmomboss.com leclubmomboss.ca because we are Canadian and I want to make sure that's very clear as we're starting off that way. Um, if you are interested in learning more about us or supporting fellow mom bosses or moms in general, go to the website. If you are looking for a gift for your teacher, your kids' teachers, for your friends, for we have so many makers. We have so many people who have services and products. Go check it out. If you can happen to support 
anybody, even if you're only looking in your own city, even if you're just looking for your own province, look and see what there is. There might be a good gift in which you're supporting a mom and an entrepreneur, and then you're also still getting a gift. So instead of going into shoppers and picking up a gift, you can get one from somebody else and they will ship. They do ship. Um, and that way it helps support our economy and it helps support these women who are working so hard to get their businesses out there. You help them. And eventually at some point it will help me and my name will be synonymous with this. <laughs> I hope. Um, beyond that, I'm also looking for a business partner for the Club Mom Boss. Hopefully someone who is more francophone as my French kind of sucks since I grew up in Ontario and not Quebec. Um, so I'm still putting out a call for that. Like, pleasures, pleasures, pleasures. <laughs> partner, partner. Yep. And anybody who might be able to help, if you're social media or you digital creator or anything, send me a message. I'm still looking to hire a team. So I could always use ideas on the back burner when I get funding to hire people on so that we can grow this thing all together to help everyone. I love it. I love it. I love it, Sarah, because you are helping so many people in so many different ways, in so many flavors, so many blends, just like your chocolates. Yep. So for anybody that would like to reach out to Sarah, please check her out. Her bio is on Miss Liz's Tea Time page. It is also on my Instagram page, my LinkedIn page, and I believe it is on my Twitter page. I am not sure, but you can check that out as well. To support each and every one of my Tea Time guests, you can find all of their Tea Times on my YouTube channel and on multiple podcast stations now. There will also be some Tea Time guests that will be released on my radio show on Sunday as well. I will be promoting them as well there as well. So I have different ways of promoting and that as well. So if anybody's interested in learning more about Sarah or Miss Liz, check out Miss Liz's Tea Times on the YouTube channel. Give it a subscribe. It's a free subscription. There's no cost to that. It's just a little click. And if you yourself would like to be on Tea Time in the future or on the radio on Sunday with Miss Liz, check me out and send me an email at bookingmissliz at gmail.com. Now, my next guest is coming up on April 28th at 3 p.m is a guest from the UK. She is going to be sharing her personal story, so there will be a lot of triggers. If you are trigger trauma easy, I suggest you don't tune in because she has a powerful story and we will be doing a two-part show with her. So the first part will be the butterfly and the second part will be the transformation. So the butterfly will be the goop and all of the things that she has gone through to build those wings. For the transformation so you will hear about bullying and abuse and all of the hard ucky stuff that is put into the goop in the cocoon of a butterfly so it will be something different i am doing something different for her because i believe that she needs this one chance to be heard her story is very powerful so i suggest you tune in if you are looking for that encouragement to get out of your story as well that's what miss liz does is i serve and i spill strong teas I bring different flavors and different blends, different people to the table, men, women, and children. Your The door is open for you. And Sarah, I want to thank you again for tuning in and sitting and having tea with me and sharing your incredible tea with me because you are truly an amazing soul. So again, for anybody that would like to know more on Sarah, please check her out. And I will see everyone on April 28th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. UK time, BST time. 
and we will serve a strong cup of tea and make a difference one cup of tea at a time. Until then, have a beautiful day. And thank you, Sarah, for joining me for tea. Thank you so much.